You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Hey, it's Taj Alexander. Thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Really appreciate all the support, all the love. Just want to let you know, The Open Canvas has just launched its first clothing collection. You can find it on theopencanvas.com. Let's get into the episode. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very, very special guest. Um, You've probably heard her on every episode of The Open Canvas um, because she does the the intro, (laughs) the drop. And we met in Brazil. We'll talk about that. Um, But in seeing what you've done since then and also the person you're becoming um, with all the things you're involved in, I feel like um, you've sort of, you know, witnessed my growth and I've witnessed your growth at the same time. So it's just great to sort of, you know, finally be able to have like a, a sit down conversation with you for the podcast and, and really just, you know, connect again. So once again, I'm, I'm very honored to be speaking with this person. And without any further ado, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nahel. Um, I'm an actor. I don't know what else to say about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so weird when you have to introduce yourself, right? Right, you know, yeah. Because it's, it's, weird. it's weird for me because all the things that I am on the surface don't really define me. There's more I, to you than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, like, when I go to parties and stuff, I don't like to ask people, well, what do you do? Because right. I don't think that defines who they are. Exactly. Um... I actually like to say I'm an artist mm. or a storyteller. I don't like to say actor because I think it has so many connotations mm. of like being, hey, oh my God, I'm an actor. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Like I was in this film <laughs> with like, <laughs> but it's not really like that. It's, right, right, right. It's a lot of hard work and yeah. um, I guess I tend to do projects that are more purposeful. So mm. for me, it's very energy draining but also Mm. really fulfilling so and where are you from i'm from london specifically camden town hey hey (laughs) it's crazy uh when we first met or connected and it's crazy where we first met um you know it was in brazil's in rio Mm. de janeiro and when, when was that was that four years ago now three years ago it was in May 2015. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So technically coming up to four years. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. It does feel like it's been longer though. Yeah, yeah, say. for real, for real. So, so yeah, do you remember how we met or like the the situation in which we met? It was with a group of friends, right? Yes, yeah. I remember how we met. Um, so the night before, me and my friend Liz were at a party in mm. the street, and mm. we met these two American girls and. Uh, they said, oh, why don't you come to a film festival with us? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Kia right. Nia. Yeah, Kia and Nia. And then... Yeah, so this film festival was a, it was a Afro yeah. film festival. African film festival yeah, in Rio, which I thought was so... Yeah. I was like, how is this happening? It's yeah. so beautiful. And it was just amazing just to see, like, just the diaspora of mm. black filmmakers. You know, you had filmmakers from the Caribbean islands and, yeah. and America and, you know, obviously Brazil and South America and, you know, different countries in Africa, just to sort of see everyone sort of appreciate each other's work, you know, was was amazing, you know, and, and to be an American or just be from mm. somewhere else sort of experiencing this in Brazil, yeah, that was something else. But yeah, continue. continue. No, I, I thought it was amazing because I didn't realise until I went to Brazil just how much they want to connect with their, with their African roots. Mm. Um, just being there because you know we went to Salvador first that's right yeah Yeah, yeah. so Salvador is very much like that do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so they they have a direct history which is quite strong whereas in Rio I felt more like I was in a European country until I went to the favelas but Mm. I think 
yeah, I, I was just blown away by the fact that they cared so much to even have an African film festival and have all of these filmmakers come. Um, yeah, and it was it was wonderful to meet other people, other black people from different places. Yeah. Because weirdly enough, we all were able to connect to yeah. this experience. So. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the uh, Afro Carioca Film Festival in Rio. Mm. Um, shout out to Lua. I, I met so many people through that festival and it was actually on a whim that I ended up there. You know, it was just like a friend from New Orleans uh, who was living in Brazil was like, yo, check out this film festival. It was like my last few days there. Mm. I was almost not going to go. And for some reason, I got up and went, and then I connected with a lot of the mutual friends that we know. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, but how did, you know, we connect after that? Shout out to everyone who yes. you met on that trip. Yes, yes. How did we connect after that? Didn't you come to London? That was the following year, or was it the same year that I went to London? I think it was the same year I went. I think you went, you know what? I came back here That's after right. Brazil. I came to New York for a bit because I was actually here before I went there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was here for like three weeks, and then we went to Brazil. And it was weird because I was like, instead of connecting with Brazilian people, I'm connecting with people who are from the place I just came oh, from. Just English speaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since you first told me what you were doing at the time, mm. and then you know, I was sort of. Did I start the open care? I didn't even think I started no, the open no, canvas no, no. yet. None of, to be honest. Yeah, 2015. I didn't even start it yet. Yeah. Wow. You hadn't started the open canvas, and I hadn't really given a hundred percent to what I wanted to do because I was mm. still like in a space where I was a little bit scared about. Um, whether I felt like I was good enough or because you know what it is with my profession in particular you can want to do it but if you don't see people who look like you and I think that I'm um, I'm a black woman but I think I'm niche mm. I am in Britain anyway I don't not so much here which is why I love it here mm. but in London there's very few Eritrean and Ethiopian people especially in the mainstream mm. so no one looked like, like me so I thought you know what maybe this is not really that, that possible but I I think I told all my friends and people around me my intentions and I was working towards it but I hadn't really I was Fleshed too it out. Yeah, I was too afraid I think mm. at the time mm -hmm. to go for it. But mm -hmm. I think life in general is just about getting over yourself. Like it's mm. not the industry that's stopping me, it was myself. Like yeah. I was so stuck on oh, I don't think people will accept me or blah 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 mm. all that bullshit that you just kind of tell yourself to right. stop yourself from right. really doing something yeah um but since then i just had one opportunity led to another and to another and i'm just so happy that i get to live my life definitely fully as a creative yeah. and like you know financially because there's this whole this whole thing about being a starving artist and how we romanticize that shit mm -hmm. but real talk i got bills to pay <laughs> so i don't have time do you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah but now like this year has been really like good to me mm. i think so whether I, I wouldn't even just call it acting but mm. just even sort of you know theater and theater arts yeah. like when did that passion sort of start for you did you as young as you could remember or yeah i mean i'm not one of those people who was like Oh my god, like I used to perform to my family like every weekend <laughs> and I knew that was what I wanted. Um, I went through a journey. Mm. I knew that I cared a lot about the world. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know how to express that. Mm. Um, the arts was the first thing that I went into because it was something that was in school, mm. in my school. Um, so I did that, I did performing arts. Um, 
in high school, I think you called it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was what, weird. What is it called there? University? We call it college. Oh, college, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we call college like high, what you call high school, and then after college we go to university. Right, right, right. Whereas you guys call university college. I yeah, think. university is college. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um. So I did it there, and then after that, I just couldn't find a way in, mm-hmm. and it, it's weird because I think. The, cre- the creative industries especially uh, performance from the outside it feels unpenetrable mm-hmm. uh, like you can't you feel like you can't find a way in because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. essentially you have to know people you have to have been trained like I wasn't trained mm-hmm. so even though I did it at college being trained is about going to university and mm. studying the arts and stuff like that mm-hmm. so I just thought you know what this may not be the case so I went off and I studied to be a journalist um, I did a few interviews I did J. Cole's first interview in England <laughs> it was really shit really? Nah. oh it was terrible oh my god nah but you're the first though that's crazy yeah I was the first because at the time I knew a lot of American people and they told me about was it the come up? His yeah, first yeah, mixtape. Yeah. Mixtape, yeah. So I'd been listening to it for a few months mm-hmm. and then I heard he was doing wireless. Wireless is like a really big festival. festival. Yeah. Um but it, at the time it had just started growing because mm-hmm. I went to the first wireless festival. Mm-hmm. There were literally no black people there oh, no. at all. Yeah. And it was all of these kind of different acts but Jay-Z was headlining not that that matters anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so when I went that time, I was like, wow, like this, <laughs> this festival has changed, but he was performing there because mm-hmm. I knew I was like, we need to get him in. We need to get him in. We need to get him in. And then at the time, I don't think people knew who he was. Yes, yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah naturally. <laughs> Even he said to me during that first interview, I remember he said to me, um, he was about to go and do a show and he was like, no one's going to be there. It's going to be like seven people. <laughs> but I went to it and there was like legit, 10,000 people singing the mm. words to his songs mm. in a really small stage so yeah, yeah wow yeah so like I was doing that so I wanted to do music and I wanted to do or sports because I really love what you guys called soccer uh-huh. <laughs> but I realised quite quickly in that world that you can't write about why am I talking in an American accent it's all good it's all good <laughs> you can't write about what you fight about so mm. it's like because you can't have a balanced view mm. So I kind of left that to the side and then I went, went and worked for Amnesty International for a while because mm-hmm. that also fed my spirit, like um, worked to- around human rights. Because everything I do is kind of based on, not to sound corny, but what can I do to, to change things? Or just like, I know I can't change the world, but just like my little piece, like maybe I can do something. Mm-hmm. So what, in what way can I be creative? and also have purpose and express myself so I thought you know what why don't we go back to performance mm. so that's what I did I went back to performance and then I worked my way up wow. so uh, now I'm here living yeah. yeah and I remember even from when I visited you in London mm-hmm. and also just asking you about London and sort of what it was like growing up there for you mm. not even just creatively just as a, a kid like what was that like for you that experience of sort of growing up you had siblings as well or just you Oh, I have siblings. Yeah. I have many siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and also my mum is... She works with children, so she started fostering children and trying to adopt them and stuff. So mm-hmm. I lived in like a really kind of... really open house. So mm-hmm. I met lots of people. I 
lived with people who had different issues and stuff because my mum was like she's a really 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 beautiful and caring person yeah. so I think growing up specifically like you, you learned how to connect with people early. Yeah, yeah I think that's why I, I find myself to be quite a chameleon mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's because I had to mm-hmm. I had no choice but to connect with because all of these kids that she was taking care of mm-hmm. she specifically wanted to take care of children who were immigrants or refugees or had a similar experience to her mm. so you'd find that it was different children who were um, had escaped different difficulties like war or so many range of things so I learned to connect with people very easily mm. Mm. Um, but in terms of where I grew up I don't know I think you always feel different mm-hmm. uh, England is very different in terms of its racism than mm. it is to here. I think in America it's quite open. People do say things to you or you can feel it. Whereas in England they will make you feel like, no, this is not politically correct to speak to someone or say things. So you almost feel like you're fighting a ghost. Mm. So you're consistently in the sunken place. Yeah. It's like when you bring something up, people are like, why would you even no, believe no, that? Yeah. Why, like that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, I, I was thinking about this recently. I felt a lot as, as a child. I was a very sensitive child. And I also um, felt like I didn't belong in, in the place where I grew up. But also had groups of friends who were going through the same thing. So I had places where I belonged, but just mm. not. Specifically in England, I wasn't sure who I would become. Mm that makes sense that does absolutely um again we had this huge case in england when i was a child um they killed this young man called stephen lawrence i don't know if you guys have ever heard of that um i've heard of him shall i say uh it was this huge case like these racists killed him cold blood in the middle of the street and the case went on for so long because they knew who did it but the police were protecting the people who killed him Mm. So I had an awareness, mm. I had a very strong awareness that my life wasn't as important mm. as mm. other people's. And I had an awareness that because I'm black, because I'm an immigrant or the child of an immigrant, and because I was a girl. Mm. So it was stuff that I wasn't, like I, I always felt that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess that kind of was the feeling mm. that I had growing up I yeah. guess it was, I don't know if that was what you were asking but mm-hmm. I was trying to answer it as no. clear as possible fully understand yeah. yeah and so for you like how were the arts sort of a part of you sort of being able to process that oh my god it was you know what it is art art for me is so freeing because not only do you get to express all the feelings that you have because you know what it is when you have like immigrant parents they don't really show you how to express yourself mm. or to to f- to how to deal with your feelings because a they're working all the time so they don't have time to do that anyway yeah, right. and secondly they haven't had that luxury either mm. do you know what i mean that's true that's so true. i think the arts was a space where i could go and just express myself mm. but also i feel what's important about art is that you can work towards a vision yeah do you see what I mean? So even if I didn't feel like I was strong or empowered, mm. I could work towards that vision within this space. Yeah. And I guess 
obviously now I understand what it means to be present and how important that is. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that when you're younger, you just know that you're just present and you're just like yeah. escaping that moment. And for the for these few hours, you have that freedom. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that yeah. was definitely. I mean, it's almost like what you were saying with the Chappelle skit earlier. It's like <laughs> no, yeah, because I when he said um, there's a bit in his Netflix special. I can't remember which one it is, but um, where he says I did something that not a lot of black men have the time or the luxury to do, which is think about how I feel. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. I remember when I heard that too. I was like, man, that's so spot on. But yeah, continue. continue. But that's but you know again yeah. that's another one of the avenues that I go down is comedy as well because mm-hmm. again comedy is an art mm. people don't realise that because it's just I, I think laughing comes across quite primitive mm. Mm. but do you know how, how intelligent you have to be to yeah. really yeah. like make people like laugh in a w- and tell them the truth because yeah. really it is, what, all it is is comedy is just a good comedy for me yeah. is telling the truth in a way that people are able to receive it right, right, right. and be disarmed rather than because if you say some of the things that comedians say like oh white people are this it can come across quite aggressive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas if you make a joke about it and you package it in a way that people who know this truth but haven't actually articulated it to themselves or in their mind but they know it do you know what I mean it's right. just something that you know that someone is just telling you in a way yeah. that you're able to receive yeah some of the best comedy for me is like the stuff that makes me laugh and think at the same time absolutely you know? it's and supposed to resonate with you yeah and that's actually when I laugh the hardest is when it's something that really resonates mm-hmm. you know so I definitely feel that for sure for and sure. it's also it's storytelling as well mm-hmm. if you like for example Kevin Hart for me is not the most, you know, like he doesn't, it's, it's, it's not political. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He tends to stay away from that. Yeah. But the way he tells a story, you are there with him. Like you're there taking drugs with him. You, you, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, it's, right, right. it's quite a visual thing. So if, again, it, it is an art. Definitely. I don't know why I'm fighting this case to you. <laughs> I know, right? I think I'm fighting it to the world. <laughs> right, right, right. No, it's, it's true, it's true. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I definitely feel like, even for myself, like, just sort of understanding how integral, it, even different forms of art have been in my life at certain times. Mm-hmm. Like, I realize, you know, how myself, especially as, as a black male in America, has sort of had to process my social standing in the world, mm-hmm. you know, my perspective, my worldview, and how, like, music, like we were just talking about, certain mm-hmm. musicians have sort of played a huge role in sort of me understanding, you know, and also, you know, certain actors, you know, sort of, you know, giving me an idea of uh, what it looks like to sort of see a black male being portrayed as a man, not just as a character on screen, you know, and sort of, you know, also feeling that seeing art, art with purpose, you know? Absolutely. So, so yeah, but I feel like it's definitely a big part of sort of even, you know, what I see in you as well, mm. you know, with the different roles that I've seen that you've taken and also how you sort of, you know, chosen your path mm. it's always about the art but it's always laced with purpose as well if that makes any sense 100 percent. yeah for me to get anything out of it for it to feed me i has to have something yeah i think that's everyone mm. well obviously we're human beings mm. and we are people especially people um like me mm. is we've grown up not so rich right so sometimes you do look at the pay packet and you're like, oh, snap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do 
Do you know what I mean? This role is not fulfilling, but my mm. bank account can be fulfilled <laughs> by this role. Do you know what I mean? Talk about it. So you're like, ooh. So of course you go through things. I'm a human being. Yeah. There's so many facets to my personality. Mm. And there's so much that we are all exposed to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the human brain is not created to be exposed to so much information in one day. So sometimes I do wonder like what is actually me and what is mm. conditioning. So yeah, again, I'm just human. So I I do do things that are purposeful and I sometimes sometimes I don't, but but mainly I do mm-hmm. because my soul. Yeah myself will stop definitely you know what I mean yeah so I think the second time I was in London mm. we sort of connected out there like for those who aren't from London who are listening like how would you explain the creative scene there do you know what, what my experience of it is I'm around a lot of creative but ma- creatives but mainly creatives people of colour yeah. essentially um, and because I'm in the performing arts Uh, well I was in music for a bit so I know a lot of people in that space Mm -hmm. and the performing arts and now it's become just one big situation I would say for me at first it was just fun and and it's still fun but you also the beauty of it for me now Mm -hmm. is because I've been in it for so long and I've seen people who I came up with do so well in the world yeah that I think now we we have definitely elevated. Mm. So I don't know. I feel like there's more creativity, there's more freedom because there's more of us doing it. Right. And the, the thing is, with any industry, especially the creative industry, because it's so hard to get into. Um, when you see people, when when so if other people are coming up behind us, see us, they're like, okay, cool, that they're doing really well. It's possible for me. Mm. That's what it, that's what it is. Even though it sounds corny, it's it's good for everyone to see someone else who comes from their same background, right. their same life. So I think it's just become really open, and it's really like, I mean, it's it's a very very nice and loving place to mm-hmm. like be around other creators but it's also really competitive Mm. and it's also with any community there's so many positives and things that could be better (laughs) absolutely there are things that absolutely there's there's still more work to do Mm, definitely but i think i guess why i'm finding it so difficult to answer the question is because i don't know if it's if i'm answering it in in the respect of is it how we relate to each other or how the industry is in general mm. or what we're... Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I can say the same, not even just in London, in places like New York and L.A. as well. I think that's that's a very um, real question, you know, because it's like you, you want to sort of say, is it just how things are set up or is it how people are interacting with each other that sort of creates certain things, you know? So yeah. I understand that, yeah. Oh, do you know what it is? Mm-hmm. I think in terms of how everyone is interacting with each other, mm-hmm it's a time of like growth and flourishing Mm. like we see people who come from exactly the same background like i see daniel kaluuya who's exactly from the same area that i come from Mm -hmm. and obviously i've seen him come up so it's like wow like he's doing so well yeah do you know what i mean and i think people need to see that Mm -hmm. people need to see that and when i see myself achieving things that i never thought were possible I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. 
that's what it looks like for someone who's coming up behind you exactly exactly do you know what i mean absolutely yeah so it's just it's it's unlocking stuff in yourself but by doing that you're also unlocking things in other people definitely which is why it's never just about you exactly you know what i mean yeah definitely so you're here in new york now yeah first of all how's it been in new york and then you know we'll talk about what you're here doing (laughs) do you know what i love new york Mm -hmm. i think i love it more now that i've actually had time to kind of live here yeah like really settle in a little bit yeah 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 yeah. i mean i've been you know i've been here many times Mm And every time I come here, I feel like it's a whole, it's another city. Yeah, it's always changing. It's always in constant flux. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, where you are changes your perspective on the city. Definitely. Like the last time I came here, I was staying in Flatbush, mm. and to me, that was real life. Like I felt like wow. Da, 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 da. Now I live by Wall Street, mm-hmm. so I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> when I was in Flatbush, I could smell all different kinds of smells. Mm-hmm. But at all, in Wall Street, all I smell is money. It's so clean. <laughs> it has nothing going It's just like, yeah. first of all, the extortion is so real. Yeah, talk about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that's another thing as well. Your experience changes because before I used to come here, my money was worth something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now... Yeah, New York is very expensive. Definitely, definitely. But one thing it has is that there's something about it. Because you know what it is? Every city is seasoned differently. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. London is more seasoned with more Africans and, you know, like you get different kinds of seasoning. Here, the, se- the seasoning is more Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Chipotle and also a lot of other things like the melting pot here is incredible mm. you get so many different things and for me being East African as I said a lot of people come up to me and they think I'm Dominican so well, I hear <laughs> like beautiful Spanish mm-hmm. like people come to me and I'm like oh it seems like I'm I feel more integrated in New York mm. I feel like I just like people more here. Yeah. They're more transparent, <laughs> which I, I find for me works because mm-hmm. I'm a very unfiltered, transparent person, as you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so New York works for me and people get it. Like, mm-hmm. they get me and I get the city. Yeah. And, and creatively, it's so inspiring. Yeah. It's so inspiring to be here. Definitely, definitely. Like, all those songs, they, they were telling <laughs> the truth, right? Yeah, yeah, no, Isn't for there? sure, for sure. Yeah, and more specifically, you know, you're here for a current play that's been running. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. You def- you invited me to to the opening, I believe. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's called The Jungle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just amazing, amazing play. Um, but, you know, tell us more about it. Well, uh, The Jungle is about uh, a camp that was created in Calais by refugees who were trying to get to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, Calais is a place in the north of France. Mm-hmm. And so you have, it's not crossing a border, it's crossing a whole channel, which is the, it's, it's, it's a sea essentially. Yeah. Um, so all of these people from different parts of the world, from Afghanistan, from Eritrea, where I'm originally from, from uh, just Iran, like all of these different places uh, of different people who would never necessarily kind of be in one place at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a huge issue in England because um, I think it's this whole nationalist thing is happening across the world, it's happening here. 
so people were like we don't want these people to come into our country and blah blah blah, blah. so when you read about these people on the news or on, you see stuff about them on television they're referred to as cockroaches it doesn't seem like they're actually just statistics if you just look yeah. at it from a from a news point of from view a, yeah from that perspective yeah so people aren't treated with with the value. A respect. Yeah, yeah. But this play, um, so the two writers, mm. they are called Joe and Joe. They went to that camp, mm. which was, it was a very hostile place, a very loving place. It was all of these different things happening in one place. Like, mm. um, it's just the communities of people. They went there and they built this theatre. Mm. And it just grew and people found it a place of escape and hope. And... For me, metaphorically, that is what art is. Like, mm. they created this theatre where people could go and just, like, paint if they want, play music or perform uh, plays. And they would have people like Jude Law come in and kind of, you know, perform monologues and stuff mm. like that. So, in a way, using art as hope. Mm. So, this, so from that, that was the genesis of the play they thought about writing it then and then they came to England and we workshopped it a little bit then we created the show and the show is it's very hard to describe in a succinct way like I can't I tried to a couple times it's like you gotta go see it you have to see see it it. yeah (laughs) Uh, it's humorous it's heartbreaking it's so many things and you know one of our things was to to humanize Mm. these people that they're referring to as cockroaches so that's the again that's the beauty of art is that you're able to disarm people Mm. without them really understanding what's happening they see the human being because we're telling our stories we're telling we're connecting to them and the way that the space is created because it's an immersive piece as well it really is you're the audience goes through the motions with us Mm -hmm. you know what i have to say i don't really read reviews Mm -hmm. But um, I read the New York Times one and I was like, this guy absolutely understands what's going on. And apparently he's like, if he writes a good review, then uh, <laughs> then ba- that's how our show, our show got sold out. And like, yeah. it was it completely sold out. So, but yeah, if you want to understand more about it, read the New York Times review. Because I just, <laughs> I feel like I've, I feel a bit inadequate trying mm-hmm. to explain it mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean? yeah and, and just even like the, the subject matter it's, it's mm. something you can't just like quickly run off you know it's something you have to really mm. like invest into and sort of like experience like I said and and I'm really you know also very happy that just even seeing a person like you within that play and the mm. role you specifically play you know I feel like it's very very key and integral to the story um, so yeah definitely like really you know appreciate you know just how the whole cast including you know yourself is just sort of you know taking the responsibility of communicating and telling these stories in a way that's authentic and respectable you know I feel like Absolutely. that's by by anyone respectable by the outside world and also respectable by the communities that you're representing which oh. is very important you know no it's really important but you know what as well I think what keeps us grounded as a company of actors is that we have three people who actually lived in the jungle mm. who bring their um art forms into the show as well mm. so you have a sing, you have two singers and someone who is more a physical performer um so just knowing that that we're, we're actually like creating the world that they actually exactly. lived in in real life exactly. they say this funny thing all the time it's like oh we escaped from the jungle years ago but we still have to go there every night <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah i mean one thing is uh 
I have to say, I the show is so simple. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can even describe it as simple because most people who see it probably wouldn't say that. But mm. it's simple in its humanity. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's because I think from the surface people buy into these things of like you're different from me, blah blah blah. But essentially, we all just want the same thing, and mm. people just want to be heard. They want to be seen. And they just want a safe place to live. Like that's mm. just basic human rights. So mm. I think you know you see that that desire in people in the show, and it's. And I would say I never thought I'd ever be a part of something so special mm. because this show is not just a show. Like where you sit determines your experience. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah. uh, what you get. So where you were sitting mm. was part of my journey I guess yeah yeah. I don't know why they put you there because I was like <laughs> whoa like really <laughs> yeah yeah right in the spot right because no, I didn't notice you for a really long time because yeah. I was really in it right right no, do you know what definitely, I mean definitely no. but yeah so where you sit determines there's so many different shows happening while there's one show happening mm, on stage mm. do you know what I mean I think that's sort of I think the beauty of it now that I think about it it's mm. like it. there's like the larger story of the play itself mm -hmm. but this big story is just made up of smaller stories you know it's mm -hmm. like it's made up of you know this person's experience and then another person's experience and then when they sort of cross paths how that creates a whole nother experience mm -hmm. in the story so it's like it's a non-ending ecosystem of events happening that just sort of you know creates this one larger moment that I really like about it yeah. oh my god should I just like write that down <laughs> hey, so I can know. start saying that anyway. Right. <laughs> mate I've done a year of press <laughs> I could have done with this yeah, um, <laughs> yeah completely mm. it's small interactions yeah. and it's it's so human mm. uh, it's so real yeah even I get struck mm. by how real it is sometimes mm. I'm not even sure if we yeah it's weird mm. like so many people have come to see the show like so many influential people who've been working as artists and I, I don't really want to go through it because yeah. name dropping is weird you don't have to do that <laughs> yeah but there's this one particular guy who I love mm -hmm. his name is Peter Brook and he said to us that he feels like we've blurred the line between performance and reality mm. Mm. Which is a huge compliment because he's like yeah. in England in the tradition of theatre. Peter Brook, one is of them like, ones. <laughs> he's one of them guys. You know what I mean? He's he's respect to Peter. He's a real Donny like yeah. in the game and that. Yeah. <laughs> Seen. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to sound articulate. Why are you yeah, trying know, to take right? me down the wrong path? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but for real, that's that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I just feel like. You know, for, for anyone who's listening, definitely see The Jungle, you know, while it's here in New York, you know, definitely while you can. Can you tell us where it is, by the way? Like, Oh, uh, it's at St. Anne's Warehouse in Dumbo. Yeah, for, for all, all the, the people who go to Dumbo House, the Soho House in Dumbo, it's right over by there. Oh, there's a Soho House? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dumbo House, basically. It's, it's So if, if you know where Dumbo House is, St. Anne's Warehouse is right over there, right? Do you know, I didn't know when the first two days, because mm -hmm. I came here later than everyone else because I was filming in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they said, oh, we're going to Dumbo, 
I didn't know it was Akron and I was like, are you guys for real? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. performing in a place called Dumbo. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay. You'd be surprised. A lot of New Yorkers don't even know what Dumbo means. A lot of people do say that to us when they come to the show. Like, I've never really been to this area. I'm like, it's really cool. It's yeah. very nice. Like, Dumbo. Dumbo. Dumbo? <laughs> Dumbo is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It, again, the extortion is still real. It's definitely real. Yeah. It's definitely real, but I have a Dumbo card now. <laughs> <laughs> so which helps me hey. to receive 25% off yes yes of life so <laughs> that's great you know, I, I really just want to thank you again because you know just even with you know me and the podcast mm. and sort of how it's grown beyond the podcast now and you've sort of you know been a part of that story and mm. sort of I remember like when I did the first episode with uh, the Flower Boys mm. from Paris um, recorded the episode and then literally right before I released it I, I, I called you up and I was like I need an intro you know I need some type of intro to put on this and I didn't know what to do and I, I tried an intro and I was like nah that, that ain't it and then I was like wait I know Nahel she, she has a great voice <laughs> <laughs> and then you did the intro and, and I, I really appreciated that you know and just even you know to sort of see where things have taken you know and think where things are now it just feels really good to sort of you know be able to say that you know people like yourself mm. and others who have been a part of this journey for so long you know have can almost come full circle now and we're all sort of growing we're all sort of you know doing our own things and we've all sort of encouraged each other along the way you know absolutely yeah. and you know again i want to say the same thing to you thank you for being a part of my journey you know you know when they used to say to us when we were when we're young you are the mean of the five people that you kind of hang out with all the time and stuff like that mm. that that shit is true yeah, yeah 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 because you know like when you're if your friends are growing mm. you're like oh like I, I, it encourages you on an unconscious level to grow as well right, right so i think it's our responsibility as friends to kind of give us each other a little sun yeah, yeah. a little water <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean I like think. to help each other grow and stuff mm. and i feel like you've done that for me mm-hmm. and it's nice to hear you say that I've done that for you. It, I'm not gonna lie; it kind of makes me feel um, a little bit like <laughs> you're right. I did. <laughs> I was a very big part of your day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, you, thought, <laughs> you thought I was gonna be humble. <laughs> Listen to all the listeners out there. Fuck humility. <laughs> Humility gets you nowhere. <laughs> You're just joking, right? I'm clearly joking. <laughs> nah, but no, I, I really appreciate everything, and, and I just feel like you know. Again, I feel mm. like your your journey is it's also you're still just at the very beginning of it. Mm. You know, I feel like with all that you've accomplished, there's so many other things that you're going to accomplish, and also like you said, you're going to help other people accomplish. You know, I feel like you mm. we've talked about that before, which is a whole nother episode. It's just like how I feel like there are certain people um, in this world where they're they're very good at sort of helping people mm. realize their potential, mm. and you're one of those people. So so I feel like you know for those of us who sort of you know find joy in doing that it's important mm. to also make sure like we're also like encouraging the encouragers if mm. that makes any sense because you know it's like the people who are you know sort of you know there for for us you know we have to make sure we're there for them so so yeah Absolutely. that goes across the board for anyone you know so I, I definitely you know see that in you for sure thank you so much Absolutely. I do vibrate more now that I'm aware of my feelings mm. because now 
yeah i do i am aware that i vibrate more when there's other people like who i know who like learn to know each other and then they're working together and stuff like that yeah i mean we had a moment like that with because i know hopefully you're gonna do something with one of my friends and right right, right yeah right. do you know what i mean it's yeah. just it, it, it's so much more powerful when we're doing things together i know that sounds corny again no i understand though. but it's real yeah you know what I mean and again I'm just like so happy that we're here like what, what episode is this like yeah. 905 yeah or... we definitely yeah we, we, we getting there <laughs> you're so consistent mm, thank consistent you. thank you consistent I, I, you know what you encourage me to be consistent mm. because uh, consistency wasn't my strong point in life <laughs> no, <I feel> you. <laughs> but now it is because you know I'm around people like you, so thank you, thank you. So, so yeah, let us know, you know, how people can find what you're a part of, even the play. If there's any more information they should know about it, um, how long is it here in New York? Here it's until the 27th of January, okay. and it's going to San Francisco from mid March because we're trying to change the world <laughs> and hopefully back here. Nice, nice. Okay. Um, but fingers crossed. We don't know where it's going to take us. You know, we don't know. All we know is that we have a purpose to fulfill and that maybe it just will keep on going and keep on going. And I feel like with America, I'm so impressed. Not even America, actually. Let's break it down. Yeah. New York City. True. <laughs> I'm so impressed by everyone here because, you know, the story is so... N- it's so specific to Europe mm. but because there's things happening here like on the um, you know on the border and stuff like that people are able to make that connection mm. and people are doing stuff about it you know what I yeah. mean because yeah, yeah. and again and also I've been I, I told you this I've been doing talkbacks with young kids from different areas like we had kids from Queens and then we had like another group of kids from different places and stuff and also we have like other people like from Ivy League colleges but to me the most impressive children Mm. or not even children they're just people they're people (laughs) they're not children I was oh my god these the future is bright let's Mm. just say in New York Mm. I met some of the most articulate incredible beautiful people Mm. who are trying to be in the arts who are working towards it who are trying to be the change they want to see mm. and I'm just yeah. Yeah, they're the new leaders you know? they're the new leaders for sure it's an open canvas we draw the hell we like now. that's right that's right you're done now <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah thank you once again really appreciate you you know and everything so once again this is Taj Alexander my friend the hell on the open canvas and we're out to find out more about the open canvas hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot, opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander. <laughs>